Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Well, what's up, folks? Wake up from from your food comas. We're coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We're also brought to you by True Car. In sports, a top-notch organization has it all, like a great front office and incredible personnel. No different when it comes to buying or selling your car. You need to have an MVP on every single level. Visit True Car when you're ready to discover, buy, or sell your next car. Make it true car. Well, we're with you for the next three hours. Clay Travis will be back on Monday. We were in yesterday. We're in today. Jeff Schwartz, he's down in Charlotte. He's at Jeff Schwartz. His wife's put up the Christmas tree, and my wife saw the photo, knows how your wife treated your tree last year, Jeff, and immediately said, that tree, that poor tree doesn't even know its days are numbered based on your mom <laughs> or your wife's savagery. And I'm Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone, by the way. She also remarked about how nice that tree looked. So she said kind things about it before basically saying that poor thing's gonna is a lamb led to the slaughter. It is. It is. For those of you who don't follow me on Twitter, I don't know why you you wouldn't. Um, <laughs> my wife um, uh, is um, she's she always likes new things. Like cha- she's always moving things around the house. So the tree is you know only there for a little bit of time. Like last year. We got we got the tree we get the tree every day we get the tree the Wednesday before Thanksgiving my dad is in town we can we can bring the tree in the house took four guys at the tree farm to move it just took my dad and I you know two strong two strong uh, young men and uh, we we move the tree inside and it's gone typically on Christmas Day my wife is over it it's like dead and she's done with it 
But last year, remember, Thanksgiving was really early. This year, it's a little bit later. So that, that buffer of about a week might buy the tree enough time to get it all the way to actual Christmas Day before it's on the side of the road. We're so hoping. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, it being so late when Thanksgiving hits, maybe it has a bit of a shot. Hopefully so. We'll find out. I'll be curious to know whether or not that tree makes it to the 25th. Last year, it was what, the 23rd? 23rd and it was a wrap? Yeah. yeah, it was gone. It was out on the side of the road on the 23rd. And then my wife typically does it when I'm not even looking. She just she just topples the tree herself and drags it out. Like I've, I don't think I even helped her take it out last year. I just like, was working and looked downstairs and it was gone. And it's not that small a tree. No, it's like 12 feet. Yeah, and the, the photo looked good. Speaking of dragging something out in the street, is that what's about to happen to Jason Garrett? <laughs> uh, that, that was a brilliant transition. Um, <laughs> I, look, obviously not now um, because Jerry – and look, this is the smart thing to do, honestly. I know we call for Coach to be fired all the time. But look, Jerry's a businessman. He knows, look, guys – Firing someone right now is not good business, right? It embarrasses the franchise. It embarrasses me personally, who's running the franchise, but also is the general manager, even though I think his son has a lot of say in personnel, probably more than than, than, uh, than he does. Um, but it's not a good look to fire your coach today, right? Um, but, yes, he's he can't be long for the Cowboys. Um, again, I, I go back to the talent thing we talked about yesterday with the Patriots game. Is when you look at this game yesterday, um, you know, better quarterback on paper, at least better running back, better offensive line, better wide receivers. Um, the defensively, the Bills. My my dad was asking me this yesterday. My dad's like, "What makes the Bills defense good?" He's like, "Who's the guy?" And I'm like, "I don't know if they have a guy. I mean, they have some. They have good players, obviously, and and, and they have the young safety, um, who's probably going to be a, a Pro Bowler. But like, they don't have they don't have dudes. Like, they don't have yeah. a bunch of." Got, I mean, it, they play very well as a team on defense. They rush the passer very well. Um, but they don't have a bunch of standout players like the Cowboys do. Um, uh, Tremaine Edwards, sorry, uh, middle linebacker, Tremaine Edwards. Uh, his, his brother's a safety. Um, Tremaine Edwards, a middle linebacker. He's really good. Uh, Tredavious White is good. Their corner. Um, you know, but they don't – these guys aren't household names yet, right? I mean, we know, we know them because we follow football. Um, they have good – they have – they're very they're just they just – play great together and uh, they deserve a lot of credit for how this went down yesterday um but again the cowboys just kind of look lifeless you know they come out score the first drive do nothing else the rest of the game miss a bunch of field goals go for a fourth down awkwardly a couple times because i think garrett kind of felt the heat from not going for it last week um and uh they just they looked like a team that is going in in uh, going backwards right now, which is not where you want to go this time of year. And again, though, I, I'm I'm glad they didn't fire him last night. I just it's not it's not time quite yet to do that, but I definitely can see it happening after the season. Yeah, I mean this could be a lame duck period, but it's the at this point I don't know what you accomplish by doing it. You just go ahead and ride with it. At this point, you're six and six. You're in a bad division. We know the Skins and the Giants are doing nothing. The Eagles, do you really trust that they're going to have a better record than you when it comes down to it anyway? Probably not. You still have a good quarterback, like you just said. Zeke has just kind of, I mean, Zeke's got decent numbers, but his numbers haven't been outrageous. Yesterday, he played okay, but it's just a function of it's a huge market and it's a whole lot of people paying attention to it. And 
he is who we thought he was. He's always been this guy. This is the same thing that I said yesterday. Jason Garrett didn't all of a sudden forget how to coach, how to be an elite level head coach. He never was one. He was a decent head football coach who, when things were right, he wasn't going to necessarily steer you off a cliff, but he was never somebody that was going to put fear into you if you were on the opposing sideline, I would say. Now, I haven't coached against him, but I can't imagine that you're worried that week about what Jason Garrett's going to have against you, like how how you're going to have to scheme against him. I mean, Dak went 32 of 49 yesterday for 355 and two touchdowns, ran for 25. Wasn't one of his best performances, but at the same time, he's been playing really well throughout much of this season to the level that I would say he was a top five MVP candidate potentially going into yesterday's game. Not anymore. Uh, No, not anymore. But I know we're kind of burying the lead because the the Bills are nine and three, and it's almost unthinkable now they're not getting one of those wild cards, which I've said from the beginning. But this was an impressive win for them in that they just kind of look. You go though, you go on the road to Dallas, and you win that game when everybody's knocked you for who you've beaten, and that's what's going to happen when your schedule includes a lot of also rands or teams that aren't very good but you go to dallas and you win this game when you know how badly the cowboys needed it coming off of what happened on sunday and that's a pretty decent performance by the bills uh josh allen i think what was it he had two touchdowns now in five consecutive games which is a record for that franchise he's playing within himself he's not making a whole lot of mistakes he's cut down on some of his turnovers yesterday he didn't have any um he rushed for one he threw for one QBR around 80. He's given you just enough when you have that defense. And even if you don't have a household name and you've got some younger guys, like we all keep looking at Ed Oliver and want to see what he's going to develop into um, based on what he was coming out of college. But yeah, you're right. There's not that just dominant name that jumps off the page. There's just a collection of guys that tend to play well together and I think are coached properly um, by McDermott and by everybody else there in Buffalo that handles the defense and it's not like I expect the Bills to go deep into the playoffs or anything like that but this is a nice season for them I mean they're five and one on the road Jeff you're five and one I don't care who you're playing that's still a pretty damn good season well look we had every right to kind of look at their schedule and say oh yeah I'm not quite sure right I mean you know if you're looking at the top 10 teams that um, are, are drafting top 10 right now I should say uh, you know, the Bills had six or seven wins against those teams or seven or eight wins against those teams. And obviously they add the Cowboys in there. And look, I don't want to hear it, guys. The Cowboys are a good team. Their DVOA is like four overall. Yes. Uh, I know their record's not there, but but this is a good win for the Bills. And um, they're 9-3 and three now. They're surely going to get the five seed in the playoffs. They're going to be a tough out for the Texans or Chiefs. Um, you know, couldn't have that have that game on uh, on divisional round weekend. I think the Chiefs beat or the, the Titans, weekend, Jeff. And, Oh, 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 forgot. They still play football. Yeah, the tit- the Titans. The tit- Here's the thing now. A Titans-Bills you, you playoff game would... A Titans-Bills playoff game is assuredly, assuredly the Saturday early afternoon game. Oh, yeah. You remember that? You remember that Bills, that Jaguars. Bills-Jags game yes. that set football back like 50 years yes. the last time they played? Yeah. But... The 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 AFC South is going to come down in the last three weeks. We think if the Titans go and beat the Colts on Sunday, which they haven't done in a while, but without T. Y. Hilton as banged up as they are, and how Jacoby Brissett looks right now, you expect maybe they could. Even I mean, if they don't, I think they're probably out. But they play the Texans twice in the last three weeks of the season. 
those two teams haven't matched up at all. The division's going to come down to those games. I tend to agree with you. I don't think the Titans are going to make the playoffs, but they have an opportunity to, so I just wanted to to throw that out there. But yeah, I mean, the Bills, because of the way they play defense, as long as the quarterback doesn't throw the game away and they don't sit there and just turn it over left and right, they're usually going to be yeah. in their games. I mean, Correct. even when they lose, yeah, the Eagles got them pretty big, but you look at the rest of their losses, they lost to New England 16-10, to they lost to the Browns by a field goal, and then their other loss, the Eagles did beat them pretty handily. But they're generally not going to get blown out because they're not a team that's Correct. a feast or famine kind of team. No, and, and you're right. They're, they're not. They play good defense, right? They run the football. And Tannehill's done an amazing job as, as the starter, which um, Titans, I would not be fooled into thinking like he's your guy moving forward. Um, yeah, right. I would just, We've like, seen this before, right? Yeah, I would just take this win, the wins, be very happy for them and kind of move along to next year. <laughs> um, but he's done a good job. And, um, you know, Rabel deserves credit for for. Pulling them, you know, the, the the Titans are a team where you kind of every year you look up and you're like, oh, they went nine and seven this year. Um, it feels very unassuming nine and seven, but they just do it right. They just they because they play good defense. And one thing I think they do well, which which is important to talk about when we talk about football, is they don't beat themselves. So Tony New England's done well for years, right? Like they don't make mistakes. They don't. They don't. Uh, you know, besides Luan, who. Who hasn't who hasn't found a, a personal foul penalty that he doesn't like taking? Um, they don't like they don't get a lot of bad penalties. They don't get a lot of bad turnovers. There's not a lot of busted coverages on defense. There's not a lot of missed assignments on offense. Um, there's just they, they play solid football and don't beat themselves, and um, that always puts them in, in a spot to win almost every game, right? I mean, look, the Chiefs combusted down the end of that game, and the, the Titans didn't. And that's a great example of one game where the Titans just kept playing their game and then and the Chiefs made all the mistakes. Yes. And they're winning close games, which is not something that's generally sustainable. Uh, you, But it can be a first well, it, step it, for it's, you. It's not sustainable year after year. but within, Right, that's with, what I'm saying. It's with, sustainable yeah, within yeah, this okay. season. Yeah, yes, with, it, within, yeah. A, within a year, you, know, you can be... You know, seven and two. Like last year, I think the Panthers were like two and eight in one score games, and that flipped around this year. Obviously, because it's more year to year. But if, if it's if this is kind of your year, which it feels like it's the Ravens' year, right? Um, you you can you can run off a string of very close victories. So how about that Lions quarterback yesterday? Yeah, I still don't know how to pronounce his name, but he um, <laughs> he did a, a. And look, I wrote about this. Uh, earlier this this year, Jason, um, we've seen uh, a it's been a, a strong year for backup quarterbacks, and yeah, um, it has their ability to come in right away and and play well. And meaning like Kyle Allen and oh, there's been a Allen, lot of situations. I mean, I mean, yes. even if you want, you know, Teddy Bridgewater should be included in that. I mean, Tannehill probably. I know he's a yeah Tannehill. I know he's quote starter. He's been a starter for his whole career basically, but he's backup now. Um, look, and even. Uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett is is a he's their he was their backup. He's now obviously their starter. Um, but you know we're seeing just a lot of a lot of backup quarterbacks succeed because you remember this, Jason. If you if your backup came in the game, you were done. Like that was yes. it. You were done. Yes. You had no chance to win the game. And we're just not seeing that anymore. I think we're because um, a couple reasons. One is um, you know now quarterbacks are kind of in the game starting in like middle school, right? They're in seven and seven camps. They're learning defenses. 
they're way more invested in their in, in the way they learn the game than they used to be in the past. I mean, in the past, you just like show up for football practice and you play. It, you know, it wasn't it wasn't just you know spending all year specializing with a quarterback coach in a seven on seven camp. You know, and then you get to college, and colleges now are more advanced; they're doing more things. Um, and then you get to the NFL. Obviously, you, you feel more comfortable with seeing everything because it's not a surprise to you. Um, you know, the shotgun obviously helps a little bit. And I think coaches are way more adaptable now to mixing in new schemes to help their quarterback. Started with the Eagles and Nick Foles, and I think we're seeing coaches look, look, screw it. We're going to run what works best for that quarterback, not not what I've always done best in my career. And the combination of of those two is huge. And lastly, um, well, really two more, uh, because of – the way the offenses are run at high school and college and you get to the NFL now and you're adapting your offense, you're now playing way, um, way more silent to silent. Like every blade of the grass is now a possibility in offense to throw the ball to, which is, which has more open windows. Typically, you know, it wasn't that way, right? You ran the ball, you had two or three guys in a route. Um, now you have four or five guys in a route, uh, and the defenses are so spread out because of the formations and because of what you did in college, there's just more open windows to throw the ball to. And then lastly, um, is, uh, um, is the rules, the rules, right? I mean, you can't hit quarterbacks anymore and wide receivers can't be touched. So, um, it allows for more windows on the field again. So I think it's, it's pretty impressive. A lot of these guys, man, they're balling. So you pronounce his name Blau. Yeah, Blau. You may forget better. it five minutes. It's David Blau, like the, Mr. Plow. The the uh the um the Bears blew that game. Is that they almost blew that game, I should say. That that works better for me. It was I made actually that joke, a decent by the way. day for Trubisky. I made that joke, by the way, on Twitter. I, I just I pre registered it on Twitter to make sure I could use it later. I just said like guys, I'm taking this joke because I knew like Ravel would use it, right? Um and someone was like, that's not how you pronounce his name. That, that means it's not a funny joke. And I was like, yeah, you sound like a fun person. I know that's not how you pronounce his name. That's not the, if you don't get it, then you shouldn't be following me. So we got a big show coming up. We got Joel Klatt in the final hour of the show. We'll talk all things college football with him. Uh, rivalry weekend. We're going to shake some things out. And I'm sure he will have some strong thoughts on who should get into the college football playoff next hour. Uh, around 15 after the hour, and he'll be with us for the rest of the hour. Alan Bell, who handles handles all things NFL for 24-7 sports, will be in studio with us, and we'll talk a whole lot of football with him. We haven't talked about all three of the games yet. The nightcap last night, the brothers Osborne and their three false starts on their concert attempt during halftime of Detroit and uh, Chicago, and also bad lip syncing from Jimmy Fallon during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Which now that I'm married, I'm I'm now watching that again. I haven't watched it since I was a kid, and I used to like it. But I get home yesterday, and uh, after the race, and she immediately flips that on, and she starts telling me about how we have to see Santa at the end of it, and we have to see this, and we have to see that. And I'm uh, like, okay, things have changed for me, haven't they? Haven't they? My dad is the biggest parade fan there could ever be. And um, he watched all three hours of it. He did not move off the couch, and my son watched two hours and forty-five minutes with him. It wasn't bad. It was. It would. It did kind of get you into the holiday spirit. But I had not. I, I wasn't even sure that they. I'd forgotten that it was even happening. But she was. She was right there, like ready for it. I'm sitting there wanting to get to the Irishman, oh, so yeah. that I can get I, through I it and write on it. 
I was going to ask you about that. It's it's on Netflix now. It's three and a yeah. half hours. Yes, is it's three and a half watching? hours. Yes, it is. Okay. It's one of All Scorsese's right. best films, and that covers a tremendous amount of ground. Oh, fantastic! I mean, the Departed, the Departed, the Departed won Best Picture. This is better than the Departed. This is going Ooh, to be a Best yeah. Picture nominee, if not one of the two or three front runners, probably for Best Picture, and it's sitting on Netflix for everybody to watch. Netflix sent me a care package a few days ago. Uh, with like these two giant hardback books with the making of the Irishman and then a screener and a soundtrack and all this kind of stuff. So they're pushing it hard Humble to bread. critics this year during award season. But yeah, if you like old style Scorsese gangster stuff, this is by far the best thing that he's touched since Casino, which is among the nice. best of the genre, period. I would say if you wanted to put it in a list, you would put... I'm not the biggest Taxi Driver fan, but you would put like Goodfellas and Casino and The Irishman on one level, and you put everything else underneath that that Scorsese's ever done wow. in that genre. It's it's absolutely tremendous. That's so awesome. yes, yeah. But I needed to to get to it yesterday, and instead I'm watching uh, Parade Floats, and I'm watching some really terrible lip syncing from Jimmy Fallon, who was getting killed right up until the Brothers Osborne couldn't get their show started at halftime because of the power outages and Joe Buck trying to fill time and Troy Aikman just not really knowing what to do and just kind of sitting there and not being able to play off it. It was fun. It was, it was, uh, that was different. And of course, man, were there a lot of jokes about the bears offense every time there was a false start from the brothers Osborne, like every time they could not get going, there was a joke. And then Robert Mays of the ringer and his just constant Mitchell Trubisky. I need a therapy dog tweets yesterday. Amazing. Actually made up for the peppermint patty slander that was going on and all the craziness that was going on yesterday morning. We got Joel Clapp. We got Alan Bell next hour. We'll continue to talk about the Turkey Day games. And we also need to talk about Lamar Jackson and really get down into that because Dak probably, well, not probably, the MVP race went past him yesterday. So now we're getting down to even more of the nitty gritty. It appears to be Lamar Jackson's to lose. There are still skeptics, if you didn't know. If you listen to this show, I don't think you would know that there are still Lamar Jackson Jackson skeptics out there. I think it might be time to take the L if you're a skeptic at this point. We'll be right back. This is Outkick the Coverage. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Rolling right along on this Black Friday, wherever you are. Glad that you're with us. Maybe you braved a line last night. You do realize you don't have to do that anymore, right? Like, you can do most of that online. Like, I did a little bit of Black Friday shopping last night. Guess what I didn't do? Stand in a line outside Target for an hour and a half. I just ordered, seven gifts this morning online. Yeah, and you got the same deals that you could have if you had stood outside amongst humanity that no one needs to be around. I even got one yesterday. We need a new vacuum, and I've had a vacuum for ten years now. Scott just went online, found a deal, got a new one last night. Yeah, I mean, I picked up a couple of Christmas gifts, did a little bit of extracurricular shopping, got it all handled. Today, I'm going to buy coffee, beans, and that's it, and we'll leave it at that. Welcome back to the Geico Outkick Studios. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. So True Car, they're going to show you what other people pay for the car you want so you can recognize that good price immediately. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Confident show, Clay Travis, super confident, almost overconfident. He'll be here on Monday. He'll have all the thoughts on the NFL weekend as well as rivalry weekend and finally shaking out college football as a regular season will come to a close tomorrow jeff schwartz is with me he's at jeff schwartz he played in the nfl for eight years i'm jason martin i played in the nfl for not eight seconds i'm at j mart zone and we welcome in alan bell at 24 7 who handles all of their nfl content he's at alan bell 24 7 in studio on a black friday braving it what's up my friend what's up brother you guys doing all right we can't complain so let's start here just because we're in nashville and i heard jeff say this all right, Jeff, lay out your case about Ryan Tannehill quickly just in terms of – I know that um, Danny Kelly of the Ringer wrote a piece on Tannehill a couple of days ago. 
We and he said basically we've seen flashes, we've seen teases from Tannehill over a decent stretch of time before. Is this one for real? He's four and one as a starter. He's not turning the football over. He has definitely been a bright spot since coming in for Marcus Mariota. What is your thought right now on Tannehill? Well, he's he's not making mistakes. I mean, that's part of it, right? Is is Mariota took a ton of sacks and Mariota made a ton of mistakes. And we're not seeing that with him. We're seeing uh, no fear in his play. He's pushing the ball downfield when asked to push the ball downfield. Um, and he's kind of revitalized this offense. They're running the ball a little bit better. Because, I mean, not, not because of that, but that's part of, part of the offense is working better. And they just look like a more confident offense in general. And they're playing like a more confident team. And they're playing well right now. And, um, you know, we were talking about you know, who's going to win the AFC South. And I just, I didn't even mention, I just assumed it was the Texans. And then Jason was like, well, how about the, uh, the old, uh, I'm just the old saying Titans. that they've got to play the Titans twice at the end of the season. And depending upon what happens on Sunday, if the Titans go lay an egg against a really battered Colts team on the road, we're probably not having this argument. But last year, the playoffs came down to a Week 17 game on Sunday Night Football with the Titans and Colts. And this year, because they have not seen each other yet, Texans-Titans happening two out of the last three weeks of the season – it looks like that could be for all the marbles, as long as both teams hold serve on the way there. Well, it definitely could. And like I said about the Titans, too, is you look up at the end of the year sometimes, you're like, oh, they've won nine games. They kind of do it unassumingly. There's not a lot of flash with their game. And I think I think Vrabel likes it that way, right, guys? He likes just like, oh, oh, they won another game. It wasn't pretty, yeah. but they did it. I, yeah, I don't think he needs to be in the front of every newspaper in the country i don't think he cares about that alan Tannehill here has kind of ignited the hope yeah in this city which is stunning considering it's ryan Tannehill. <laughs> yeah but where are you on Tannehill? Right I, now? I completely agree with you guys and i'll say this you know I, I i had this thought about Tannehill the same way when i was watching the cowboys yesterday you know what Tannehill did first off everything that jeff said he's, he's absolutely correct on all fronts but two what Tannehill did is he gave a spark to this team Excuse me. He gave a spark to this team, and you realize that the Titans are better than what they were playing as, right? And I think the Cowboys kind of need a spark, too. And I'm not saying fire Jason Garrett to get that spark because that's a large change, but there's a team that needs to wake up, right? So the offensive line, the play has been much better, right? Taylor Lewan has played much better. Uh, Roger Saffold, you know, give or take, whatever. But this team, you could see that there's talent at the wide receiver position. And Ryan Tannehill brought that out. And really what it did is it woke this team up and said, hey, look, we're about to, you know, just kind of throw, you know, a little napalm in the locker room and let's get going. So I think Tannehill, obviously, he does some other things, too, uh, that Marcus wasn't. Um, I think you saw a lot of defenses that really could – not have to worry about the pass. They could leave their corners and safeties on an island because they knew Marcus couldn't get the ball there anyway. So it was just rush the quarterback because he's not going to get it there. You know what I mean? So the offensive line looks, you know, horrific. Uh, Mariota was taking a ton of sacks, and now that and Henry you know, had nowhere to run. Yeah, exactly. So now that defense, now that defenses have to, you know, respect the pass. Uh, the offensive line play obviously has gotten much better because they're not getting eight people thrown at them, you know, every play. Henry's getting a little bit, you know, more of, you know, an opportunity. Um, you know, he's not getting hit as soon as he touches the ball. So, yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot of factors into it. Now you wonder when does he regress kind of back to the mean, 
because he's playing so great. I, I think he started what five games, six games. Yeah, I mean he's four and one <laughs> right now as a starter, and yeah. then there's five more games left, and we could have a different discussion there. But and he's everything had th- that's left is a playoff team, right? I mean he's got Colts and Raiders, who that's yeah. a huge game in Oakland because yeah. it could be for the other wild card spot, and then you got two with the Texans and one with the Saints. And th- so we're gonna know a lot. At Yo, the end of this absolutely. Year. And think about Tannehill. All right. So three of his wins have been, he's led game winning drives. Like, it's incredible what he's done. Now, when I say regress to the mean, I'm not saying, you know, Tannehill's going to f- completely fall apart, but how how long can he play this well? If he does the rest of the season, my man's going to get paid. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, if you're like, think about this, Jeff. If you're yeah. the Chicago Bears, for example, how bad would you like to just have something? equivalent to Ryan Tannehill to go with that defense. You know, here's the thing where you, where you fall into the trap with, uh, with Tannehill um, is, look, we obviously know that for a long period of time, um, he was not a long period, a short period, short period of time. He was, he was decent in, in Miami when he was healthy. Right. Right. And we obviously know that there's a reason why he was drafted so high. He obviously has a lot of physical talent and, and that should not be overlooked, but I, I get kind of worried when, you know, a guy comes into a situation like this, and becomes a savior, whether or not he'll do it the next time around on a different team. Look, we're seeing this a little bit with Nick Foles, who was hurt to start the year, but has come back and not looked very good in, in the two games. I even contend last year he wasn't terribly great when Carson Wentz went out. Agreed. Agreed. So you run into this issue where you kind of get fooled into seeing what someone does in, in a short period of time as a backup. And we've seen... The history of the NFL is not very kind to teams that sign players like this. Matt Flynn's a great example in Seattle. Um, there have been some times, one in particular with Jimmy G, who came in and played well and now is playing well. So again, is he the guy, the quote-unquote guy, elite guy that we always thought? Maybe not, but um, he's playing well enough, obviously, on, on, a, on a team that's, what, 8-2, and 9-1. and one. Um, yep. So, so. I just I, I worried. I, I'd, if I was looking at backup quarterbacks, I'd sign. I'd sign Teddy Bridgewater over Ryan Tannehill. Who, who Teddy Bridgewater? I'd argue, in, it was ascending. Soup was ascending to superstar stardom, superstar status before he got hurt. Tannehill kind of never got there. And then who else is going to be out there when you start to look at the quarterbacks that are going to be on the move? Cam well, may be out there, obviously. Andy Dalton. Maybe a change of scenery does him some good. It feels like Rivers might be about done, though. Mariota's going to be on the move. He may end up in that spot with the Chargers. Who knows? And maybe there's a rebirth there. It's sort of interesting, the guys that are going to be on the move. It's not going to be a bunch of big-time dudes. So the question, I guess, if you're a Titans team or somebody else is, what's it going to cost for Ryan Tannehill if he does continue this play? If the Titans somehow eke into the playoffs or make the playoffs because they continue – even against good teams winning these close games, what's that going to mean? And th- what's the number yeah. that makes him prohibitive where it's just like you can't pay Ryan Tannehill X dollars well, in this I, case? I, I would think that if, you, if you're if you a Titans fan, I know this sounds silly, but you kind of root for them not to make the playoffs so they don't re-sign Tannehill. Like I, 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 I wow. Just, like, I mean, like, like I don't. Think, I get like, what you're saying. Yeah. Like you don't want. Like from looking from afar, I'm not a Titans fan. Obviously, it's, it's hard to say to root for someone to lose. But you know, you you, you can't. You, you, he can't be your starter next year. Like if you go into next season, and he's your starter, you're not going to win football games at this rate. And you you just you can't do it. And so um, I think that 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 is. 
it's kind of secretly have to, how you have to look. I know out west, like USC fans were secretly hoping they lose to, to UCLA, so Clay would be gone, obviously. Right. Um, and I, I just I wouldn't. I I I would not want him back at quarterback next year if I was um, if I was uh, the uh, the Titans fans. So I think I think Jeff brings up a great point, and I'll say this. All right, so first off, I think the Nick Foles comparison is absolutely right. Now I'm going to give you a stat, and I know that one of these games, the first one, obviously he was hurt. Uh, Nick Foles has started three games for the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? He's lost all three by a combined 56 points, right? Yeah, now, not going well. I, yeah, like, and, and look, I get it. Like, you can't put it all in the quarterback. It has to do with team. But, Jeff, I think, you know, your opinion on the that quarterback, like, backup kind of guy getting into a starting role, I think is exactly right. Now, you look at next year, right, and you, and you think about the Titans, like, they've got to have a plan. So, if you think about the quarterbacks that are going to be available next year, right, you look at possibly Cam Newton, uh, Joe Flacco, Bridgewater, if New Orleans gets him out of there. Flacco, I'm just I, – <laughs> I know. My head just exploded as a Broncos fan. And, I want to go just jump through the possi- window that doesn't exist in the studio right now. Possibly Andy Dalton, Mariota, Jameis Winston, Case Keenum, Ryan Tannehill, right? So that's your list. Now, if you're looking in the draft, you've got Tua, Joe Burrow, Jake Fromm, Justin Herbert, Jacob Eason. So those are your options, okay? That's what you have to choose from. Now, the draft is going to cost you capital to move up, you know, if you want a Tua, a Joe Burrow, you know, that type of thing. So yeah. there's your cost to get them, and then there's, you know, you know your cost to get one of these backup guys. So, I, and again, I think Jeff nailed it. Teddy Bridgewater would be the guy, mm-hmm. right? But can you get him out of New Orleans? You know what I mean? Like they know that Drew Brees is coming down to the end, yeah. And they look at Bridgewater and say, maybe that could be our guy. Yeah. And, and, and side note: Does any NFL team have a better full quarterback position? Uh, than the New Orleans Saints. Like, I mean, they have got the quarterback position figured out. You've got Taysom Breeze. Hill, too. Yeah, man. Like, Taysom Hill. Why do I hate Taysom Hill? I don't, Maybe you guys I can explain him. this to he's me. He's the ultimate team so, guy. Taysom Hill irritates me, and he, for some reason, I assume he's a Massengill container, even though I have no reason <laughs> to believe that. Like, I've never met him before. I don't know. It's just something about him rubs me entirely the wrong way. That whole deal. Maybe it's just the arrogance of Sean Payton to use him. I, I don't know what it is. Well, it, I think it's because it's so weird to like you're taking out a Hall of Fame quarterback to put in a gadget guy. <laughs> and obviously, it worked last night. The Falcons got misaligned because of all the motion. Um, and I and I typically would would say never do that ever. Like I <laughs> never take out your Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, but it works and it's still working. So um, I I don't know. I think his I think Jason his. How how energetic he plays the game bothers you. Like he's just he's one of those energy guys. It's kind of it feels fake, but it's not. Like he's one of those guys, right? Where like his okay. the way he cheers and celebrates, you're like this can't be yeah. real. And yeah. it, I think it is though. That 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 typically bothers me too. I think a lot of guys are fake like that. Yeah, see, I, I completely agree. And I think he's got some of that uh, that kind of Tim Tebow, where it's like, okay, like this that dude was my, is now that was he, my thought process as well. Yeah, okay. yeah, and like he's, he's actually he, now much he's better at football. You've explained and, it. Oh, exactly. Like now he's saving puppies. Oh, and this guy just you know, <laughs> it's like, dude, like you're oh, literally I didn't watch, this. I didn't watch that Tebow video because I already don't like the guy very much. I just yeah. felt like that would have been piling on. Was it as yeah. bad as people said it was? I mean, it, it's it's a dog, right? So it's like it's already going to get you know, it's already going to hurt you know, pull your heartstrings, and yeah, I mean, it's just something that you really don't want to see, you know? Like you see the headline on Twitter, and you're like, okay, I'm not going to watch that at all. I'm going to. Oh, I did here. not. I, I I knew that. 
I knew I couldn't control myself, my Twitter fingers, if I had watched that video. And I know <laughs> yeah. Tebow's like kind of like off limits on Twitter. I mean, even if you tweet about his baseball stats, which I, it's one of my favorite pastimes to do in the summer. Yeah, you love doing um, that. People get like really angry with you. And so I just stayed away from that. Plus, I, I love pets, okay? I love dogs. There's, I don't have one right now, but there's like 17 in my neighborhood, and we all go like every day to go say hi to them because one lives outside, basically. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love dogs, all right? My, my, my daughter loves dogs. But we have like an obsession with like animals on Twitter that I think is oh, is a little much. Uh, well, wait a second though. Now, I mean Rex Chapman's dogs, bruh, is one of my favorite things on Twitter. Is watching the I dog videos seen, that are out there. Dogs, bruh, is fantastic. I haven't seen many of those. I've only seen the ones where blocker, blocker charge. charge. I mean, he's um, got blocker <laughs> yeah. charge, and he's got. There's another one as well that I'm forgetting, and then he has dogs, bruh, and it's just videos of dogs. Doing all sorts of amazing I, okay, here's, things. Here's like examples of like I feel like like let's say we were watching. I remember watching like a car chase on like one of those L.A. car chases, right? And yeah. like this this big old RV was rumbling down the road, and it would look really dangerous. And like a dog, like sort of like either jumped from the RV or like got in the way, didn't get hit or nothing. And people were like the dog, and I was like, how about the people they're about to run over? Like, let's <laughs> yeah. worry about the people first. Like the well, pe- we like- got to worry about Ugga right now. Peta is angry oh. about Ugga's treatment, despite the fact that Ugga's lived a better life you, than I will ever live, vid- and I'm blessed you, beyond measure. Did you see the video? I someone linked me the video that like from 60 Minutes did on Ugga. Yeah, we see like better, all those outfits better, and the house. He lives a better life than all of us. The, the Dude, co- way they, better. They have a custom designed car, so it's 60 degrees at all times. Like in the back of that car, I, I want that life. How about them cowboys? Jason Garrett and I guess Jerry Jones living a football life together. We're in the Geico Outkick Studios. Jeff Schwartz, Jason Martin with you. He's at Jeff Schwartz. I'm at J Martzone. Always subscribe to Jeff's podcast. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you. Find oh, yeah. that. Don't miss it. Yeah, of course I'm going to get that plug in, Jeff. People people are really upset about that that title, by the way. I was like, just going to ask you that. Yeah, are they? Oh yeah. Like 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 whenever I get something wrong they're like, "Oh, you're smarter than me now." I'm like I'm like I've made this rule now on Twitter that if you get offended by the title of my podcast, that basically like the reason why I have the podcast is because of you. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like if you get offended by it, that's why I have the podcast out. It's to offend you specifically if you're offended by this title. It's really funny. And people are like, "Well, that's I have, I have people tell me too. They're like, "Well, you came up with that stupid title yourself. I was like, actually, I did not. Um, well, then you have stupid people working for you. I was like, oh, oh, whatever. I was like, <laughs> I did not come up well, with that on myself. But thank you. Let me I tell have you, w- wonderful producers. Thank you. You guys, are, my producers are awesome. Let me tell you what professionalism sounds like, folks. This is how the radio business works. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you. Let me tell you what podcast is not burning up the charts right now. Jason Garrett is smarter than you. This is the storyline right now in the NFL. I like it. Last yesterday, the Cowboys dropped one to the Bills, pretty much ensuring. And look, the Bills are just kind of low key playing decent football. They were beating nobody, but you beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving in Dallas. It's still pretty impressive with the way Dak Prescott was playing. But Alan, we we've talked about Jason Garrett last two days on this show. This is my only problem with this whole argument is from week to week, it's all oh, Jason Garrett's turned it around. Oh, Jason Garrett's not the guy. Jason Garrett hadn't been the guy for like three years. No. Like, nothing, we already know what this guy is. Everything I see is just evidence that's already been there. None of this is news to me. No, and I'll say this. You know, it's so easy, and Jason, or Jason, uh, Jerry and Stephen Jones take so much heat every year. Uh, the ironic part is that the last four years, 
Jerry and Stephen Jones have done work in the draft and in free agency. They have crushed it. You look at this team, you look at that roster, and I know that they're dealing with a ton of injuries. I totally get it, especially on the line. But this team is good, and it's even worse for Jason Garrett because <clears throat> excuse me, there are so many expectations for this team. And it's crazy to think that, what do they have, the number one total offense in the NFL, and they've scored two touchdowns in the last two weeks? Like, yeah. you, like what is happening? And, and and credit the Bills, by the way. That was Josh Allen's first primetime game. And the Bills this season, they're 8-0 and when they score 17 points. And I know yeah. every team has that, like, stat of 26, 27. We're talking 17. Right. That's it. Well, it's, it's incredible. Allowed, allowed 21 points or, or more. Um, look, the Cowboys had the 28 first downs of 15 points. And Nick Wright, wow. just tweet, Nick Wright just tweeted this out. I think, or, or he said this morning on his show, but he tweeted out the quote: um, "They at one point in the game they had 31 first downs, 400 yards of offense, and seven points." That's incredible. That's it, like a Matt Ryan no, stat missed, line no, they right there. Two field goals and didn't go for it, and you know, obviously fell on a fourth down. But I mean, there was there was a time where you know they had you know they had like two penalties in a row, just got a field goal range. They're just they're not they're just a sloppy team right now. They are, they are, and and like we were talking about in terms of like Tannehill and kind of shocking the team, the Cowboys need something like that. Like they need something to wake everybody up because this team is way too good to be going through all this. And it's Garrett. It's it's it, you got to wake it up on the sidelines, and it's probably not going to be woken up this year. You heard what Jerry said. He's lived a football life with Jason Garrett. I don't know what that means unless he was watching NFL Network and saw an ad for a football life. He's like, that's a good line. I'll say that I've lived a football life with Jason Garrett. This is going to be a next year proposition, most likely. Alan, we got like half a minute left in this segment. What do you think about Garrett's chances to keep that job at the end of this year? You well, think they're finally going to pull this plug? I, I think you have to, and I think I think Jerry Jones is realizing, <clears throat> especially when he went to New England and he saw an owner that's more successful than him, and he had to look up to Robert Kraft, and he realized, I'm wasting time, and there's not a lot of time left. So, yeah, I, I think after this season, you have to move on because what are you doing? How much time are you going to waste? How does Jason Garrett need more time to show you what he is? He's showing you who he is. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. 
or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back. I'll kick the coverage here on this Friday on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Martin, Jeff Schwartz. He's at Jeff Schwartz. I'm at J Mart Zone. We're in the Geico Outkick Studios. Roberto, Bo, Brian Finley, the trifectas. They're spinning the dials radio style for us, doing a great job out in Los Angeles. We're brought to you by True Car. In sports, information is vital. It's no different when you're shopping for a car. That's why True Car shows you what other people pay for the car you want. So when you're ready to, to discover, buy, or sell that new car, or get your next car, visit True Car. We welcome in maybe the best in the business, quite frankly, college football analyst, lead college football analyst for Fox, Joel Klatt. He's on Twitter, at Joel Klatt. Joel, we appreciate you joining us on this holiday Friday. How are you? Yeah, happy Black Friday, boys. You guys uh, spending any money today? Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. You no longer have to go stand in line with the rest of humanity. We both shopped a little bit in the middle of the night, and we did it online, and we got the same deals as the people standing in line for a $500 television for four hours. So things have changed thanks to technology. So Black Friday's not maybe what it used to be. So, totally agree, yes. which is always great. So I'm just going to go ahead and see if I can get you fired up right off the top of this. And, of course, we'll talk about Ohio State, Michigan, and a lot of this. But (laughs) Utah looks really daggone good. Like, I mean, they look fantastic. They annihilated Arizona. Hunley's a tremendous quarterback. That defense is just filthy. How unfortunate is it going to be if one loss to USC keeps them from an opportunity to be in the Final Four to be in the college football playoff? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be unfortunate in particular when you look at uh, exactly what they have been when healthy and when banged up. Um, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, the last 13 times, guys, that Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss have played all four quarters in a game, they're 13-0. and And Moss was injured for three quarters of that game against USC. Um, 
Now, you know, Slovis didn't play because he was knocked out, so they had to face Matt Fink, and, and Fink was throwing up those 50-50 yeah. balls. But it, it, it is going to be unfortunate. I, I Call me crazy, and, and listen, the committee, <laughs> no one's had a bigger problem with the committee over the years than me, uh, quite frankly. Having said that, though, there's really only one consistency when it comes down to their final rankings every year. And, and I feel like I've gotten a beat on the fact that they will take the path of least resistance. All right? They're not going to do what's right. They're not going to do any of those things. They're going to take the path of least resistance. Why? Because they're humans. Because they have peer groups. Because they've got to go answer for their actions in those peer groups. And that's what we do subconsciously as humans we tend to take the path of least resistance, in particular when it comes to the decisions that we make. Um, and so when I, when I look at what the path of least resistance could possibly be this year, I think that it would be, and I call me absolutely insane, I think it would be avoiding Alabama or Oklahoma because of what I sense is a little Bama and OU fatigue from the college football world. I think that they're looking for, and we're looking for reasons to maybe not include outside of like Paul Feinbaum, but maybe not include (laughs) those two teams. So, you know, I think that Utah has a better shot than maybe we give them credit for. Um, But when it comes down to it, if we are arguing between those three teams, and let's face it, who knows if OU can get by Baylor a second time? Who knows if Utah can beat Oregon? Who knows if Alabama can beat Auburn? I mean, they all have tough games. But if we are in that situation and we're all sitting there and we're having that conversation, on paper, the best resume, guys, is going to be Oklahoma. You know, so I think the snub is actually going to be OU, not Bama when you get down to brass tacks, because at that point, OU is likely to have um, four wins against teams that will be currently ranked at that time. They will have just come off two wins in a row over ranked teams, which would be Oklahoma State this week and Bedlam and Baylor next week. So the biggest snub in that scenario, if Utah were to go out um, or, or to go to the playoff, I think would be OU. It certainly wouldn't be Alabama, whose resume is paper thin, and we know they're very good, but, I mean, they haven't achieved really anything this year on the field. No Pac-12 team has won all nine of their games since they went to um, a nine-conference uh, game schedule. We saw Oregon lose to Arizona State. Utah, you mentioned, lost to USC. Um, do, does college football need to have more uniformity when it comes to conference games? Obviously, the SEC notoriously, eight conference games. I think the Big Ten does the Big Ten have eight or nine? I'm not sure. Not all conferences have nine. Does, does there need nine. to be some... Big Twelve plays nine in a round robin, round robin schedule. Big uh, Big Ten plays nine. ACC plays eight, but they have a, a scheduling relationship with Notre Dame, so their teams play more Power Five slash Notre Dame games than than the SEC. And the SEC is the only one with eight. You can go a step further, Jeff. Um, yes, to answer your question, schedule uniformity is is I think one of the top priorities that college football has got to address. And it's not just the Pac-12 that has never had a team go 9-0 and then a a 10th game in the conference championship game. We haven't seen it across college football, period. Any of these conferences that have nine conference games in the regular season and then a champ game, we've never seen somebody go unbeaten through that stretch. 
Ohio State is the first team uh, that's going to have a chance to do that. Uh, the closest team was a team, Wisconsin, a couple years ago that went 9-0 and through the conference play, but they got beat in the conference championship game. Um, scheduling is, is, I think, the biggest issue in college football because when you get down to these arguments, we're arguing between apples and oranges, not apples and apples, which is very frustrating. I tend to look at schedule makeup, how many overall Power 5 opponents have you played, how many overall FCS, so on and so forth. Um, and in that situation, like let's say you're comparing Oklahoma, Utah, and Alabama just from a scheduling makeup standpoint. Alabama at the end of the season is going to have nine Power 5 opponents overall in their schedule. OU will have played 11 Power 5 games, and Utah will have played 10. So just from a makeup standpoint, that's what you're looking at with those three, uh, those three teams. One thing that I think we could do tomorrow that would take scheduling and, and make it a bit more uniform, although it won't fix the discrepancies between conferences, but I think that we could get rid of divisions tomorrow and play more round-robin styles of conference schedules, and that would fix the inequities that I feel like exist uh, based on which division you're in in the conference. And that way it would be, you know, the, the, the Big Ten West teams that historically have softer schedules than the Big Ten East teams. I think that would fix within conferences uh, what I would call inequities within their schedules from year to year. That would also promote a one versus two matchup like we have in the Big 12, and we would have that across college football in all the conference championship games. And, guys, what that does is that produces basically a quarterfinal weekend at the end of the year where you're seeing, you know, I would argue between 13 or 14, uh, 10 of the top 13 or 14 teams in the country. So, um, Jeff, you're on to something there. you got to fix scheduling. There's no doubt. It's going to be very difficult to do, though, when you're talking about some of the non-conference decisions that athletic directors around the country are able to make. Joel Klatt, our guest here on Outkick the Coverage. Follow him on Twitter at Joel Klatt. Joel, you are you and Gus are on the call at Michigan Stadium of Michigan, Ohio State tomorrow. I might be totally off the reservation on this, but low key, Michigan's been playing a lot better. I mean, they lost a couple of games and now they're just kind of under the radar playing really good football. And it's a weird spot, I think, for Jim Harbaugh to be in because he talks so often. He usually puts added pressure and added emphasis on Michigan, and they seem to be coming in here with very little pressure, really. I know they need to beat Ohio State in terms of their own fan base, but almost nobody expects them to do so, which makes me very curious about how they're going to show up tomorrow because Shea Patterson's playing better. I think maybe they're more of a threat just because no one's taking them quite as seriously right now. Well, I think this is the best team that Ohio State uh, has played yet this season. I think that they're better than Penn State, even though Penn State beat Michigan earlier, and they're better than Wisconsin, even though Wisconsin beat Michigan earlier. So these two teams that beat what I would say is a lesser version of Michigan earlier in the year, um, this Michigan team right now is playing their best football. There's no doubt about it. And I think a lot of that has to do with Shea Patterson and his quality play. He's thrown for 750 yards, nine touchdowns in his last two games. Um, it's going to be difficult. Listen, Ohio State is is incredible. They really are. Guys, they turned it over. They handed Penn State basically a 17-point swing with the three turnovers they had last week and and yet still won by double digits, and that was a top-ten matchup. Normally, if you, if you have like a two-versus-eight matchup, 
and one of the teams fumbles the ball three times, two of them right in scoring territory. The other, as they're trying to go in for a touchdown, they get beat. You know, Ohio State didn't get beat, and quite frankly, won what I would say somewhat handily in a two-possession game. So, you know, Ohio State is, is incredible. However, they have everything to lose. I don't know if they would not go to the playoff if they lose uh, this game, but just in the overall sentiment of things, you know, the pressure is on Ryan Day. He's the one that has to continue the streak of 7-0 and that Urban Meyer had. I, I really don't feel like there's any pressure on Michigan because we're not expecting it from Michigan this year in particular against this version of the Buckeyes. Um, outside of Jim Harbaugh, you know, potentially going 0-5 in his first try, five tries against Ohio State, I think that the pressure is clearly all on Ohio State, and that's dangerous when you face a team with none to lose. No, I, I agree a million percent. Another thing that I look at when it comes to the college football playoff, we know Clemson hasn't really played anybody, but they're looking awfully good down the stretch. Trevor Lawrence is starting to look a whole lot like the guy that had all the hype coming into the season. How important do you think it is to be the number one seed? Because I, I feel like nobody wants to see Clemson if they're in that 2-3 matchup. You want to dodge them until the national title game because the more you watch them, the more you think, we could be just watching another coronation for Dabo Swinney and Clemson. Even if they haven't been challenged, we know how good they actually are. Yeah, I mean, they've been bored, and, and Lawrence has played so much better in his last six games. In fact, he's, he's got three touchdowns in every one of those six games. They're the team that I think is the biggest threat to anybody out there. They're balanced. They're dominant. Their defense is good. They can run it. They can throw it. Very similar to Ohio State. They're, they're, they're a complete team, uh, just like the Buckeyes are. And I think that it's it's important to get the one seed. You don't want to have to play them in the national semifinal. Although I I do think that this storyline has become a little bit overblown. And here are two reasons why. The first reason is is that it's not like you're going to have to play seven days later after playing Clemson in the national semifinals if you're able to beat them because there's 16 days this year, guys. 16 between the national semifinal uh, and the playoff. Mm. and the championship game. So, you know, you're going to be able to get healthy. You're going to be able to recover regardless of who you who you play in, in that uh, semifinal game. And then the next part of this is, is my, and my next reason is, if you're going to win the national championship, I think you're likely going to have to play Clemson regardless of whether it's in the semi or the final. And, and remember now, we would have said the same thing about number one Alabama in 2014 and Ohio State kind of sneaks in after beating Wisconsin 59 nothing, and then they smoked uh, Alabama in that game. I, I mean, they didn't smoke them, but they ran for, well, yeah. it, you know, 1,000 yards on them. They, I mean, they played great. You're going to have to beat the best in order to be a champion. So I think that this notion is a little bit overblown. Would you like to be the number one seed? Yes. But I think you would like to be the number one seed because you would get to avoid maybe playing Clemson closer to their home um, and you would maybe get to avoid Atlanta against Clemson versus being able to take them out to you know Phoenix or something like that uh, in the Fiesta Bowl. So I think location is preferential uh, for that number one seed, but it's a bit overblown because you're likely going to have to play the Tigers anyways. 
outside of Georgia beating LSU next weekend, that would obviously kind of make, basically make it, you know, LSU, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson as the four teams. Is there another team out there you think can kind of spoil this? Can, can Baylor beat Oklahoma? Can Minnesota, you know, win out in the Big Ten and kind of throw a wrench in the whole playoff process? I think the one is Minnesota, Jeff. I think that if Minnesota wins out, they're going to go, right? Like, I believe that they're in the same scenario as Georgia. Um, if they beat Ohio State, I think Minnesota goes to the playoff. Um, and I think that's the only other auto that we've got. And so then it becomes, you know, who, who are we deciding between? If Georgia and Minnesota win, I think that's the the crazier selection Sunday. I think that, that at that point you probably, and this is this would be wild, but I think you probably take Ohio State into the playoff versus Minnesota, even though we just saw Minnesota beat Ohio State. I mean, it would be it would be wild, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if that were to happen. But the wrench is really, I think, in Minnesota's hand. Um, they're the one that could upset the apple cart in a, in a bigger way than anybody else. I just don't I, I don't see it from Baylor. Their their resume is going to be so thin. They haven't been as dominant as Utah. See, Utah's resume is, is paper thin, but people are still talking about them because they've won seven straight games by 29 or more points. You know, Tyler Huntley's <laughs> about to set the Pac-12 efficiency record for a yeah. single season that Mariota set in 2014. Their defense is going to have five or six guys drafted off of it. Moss is their career-leading rusher. You know, so, like, you, you see all these elements of dominance that Baylor doesn't have in their back pocket, and that's why I think Utah – is is uh, in a good position there in the Pac-12. Well, what if you look at it from the perspective of, and I don't think this is going to happen, Joel, but what if Georgia beats LSU and Minnesota runs the table? Then you have a mess on your hands, a total mess. And that's not even including if Baylor were to beat Oklahoma or whatever like that. But those two in particular, if you had the SEC title game and the Big Ten title game go in favor of the one-loss teams right now, that could be a disaster if you're trying to figure out those four teams. Well, yeah, that's that's what I was, you know, trying to reference there in that last answer. Because then you're basically trying to choose four from five. I think at that point the Big Twelve is out, and I think at that point the Pac twelve is out. And then you're trying to decide between Minnesota, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, and LSU. And one of those teams have to get left out. And you have to make a strong argument that Minnesota and Georgia have to be included because they earned it. They beat those teams, right? So if you start with that, they're in. Then you start with, well, well, Clemson's in. Well, now you're punishing either Ohio State or LSU for having played a much tougher schedule than Clemson. You know, you could make an argument that the team that really should get left out in that scenario is Clemson, but in all likelihood, it might actually be LSU um, mm. because of, you know they're not as complete and not as dominant as, as Ohio State. That is the nightmare scenario for uh, the playoff committee. And I think it, in that scenario, it wouldn't shock me at all if within a few months you would get an announcement that the playoff is growing to eight. <laughs> that would be that would be probably a logical conclusion on, uh, on that. All right, last question uh, for me. You know, there's more noise now that, that Clay Helton might keep his job. I've kind of felt that as they've played better throughout the year, especially with everything that's happening off the football field at USC. Bruce Feldman now reported that he thinks that's the case as well. Do you think he keeps that job? And if not, um, who's the leading candidate for that gig? Well, um, 
It does look like he's going to keep it. Now, um, I think the caveat is is if the if the bigger money donors and influencers around the USC athletic department, if they put their foot down and say, "No, Mike Bone, you're making the change yeah. right now," then then he would. Okay, so I think that w- there's still, you know, it's not a hundred percent yet for Clay. If it was a hundred percent, they would have come out and announced it already. You know, and the fact that they haven't announced anything, I think, is somewhat uh, questionable. And the fact that you still have these games taking place this week, namely the Colorado-Utah game, I think it would be awkward if you fired him this week. Then all of a sudden, let's just say for sake of argument, Colorado plays the game of their life and upsets yeah. Utah and USC is in the Pac-12 championship <laughs> game. Now you're stuck. You know, you're kind of like, well, we're doing this with an interim coach. So that's why I think that you haven't seen anything definitively put out by USC. Uh, The other part of this and the reason that they might keep him is the fact that regardless of how they're doing in recruiting right now, which is really poorly in the 70s nationally, I think they're 11th out of 12 Pac-12 teams in recruiting, which is astounding from a USC brand. But I think that Mike Bone got this job so late that he doesn't have a plan. I think that they would only make a change if they knew exactly where they were going and if they could get it done, namely a guy like James Franklin. I think that's the no-brainer, and if they can't get that, they would be sitting there twiddling their thumbs, you know, begging people to take the job, and they don't want to be in that scenario. Uh, So I think that's one of the reasons why they might try to keep him is maybe shuffle some things up on the staff and then try to get a plan for a long-term plan together over the next few months. But trust me, this is a case study and in, in ineptitude when it comes to a leadership standpoint. And quite frankly, Mike Bone is, is, is a little bit in the deep end right now for a guy that really struggled in the hiring, firing decisions when he was at a Power 5 school in Colorado and then oh, yeah. has just been in a Group of 5 situation in Cincinnati. So this is the big leagues here for Mike. And right now it seems like from the outside looking in, he's been dropping the ball. Joel, Joel, we will uh, definitely enjoy your call tomorrow with Gus, Ohio State and Michigan. Enjoy that broadcast. I know you love what you do. We love listening to it. Awesome, guys. Have a great day. Happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate it. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. 
Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.